Welcome back to What Have You. I'm Rachel Jankovic. I'm Becca Merkel. And it's a snowy, black and white vista that we're looking out on. <laughs> Mainly white. Yeah, I I always love how... This is a really colorful place, like, yeah. usually. Yeah. But man, in the snow, when the sky is white, the ground is white. And then all the trees just look... Black. Like, black. And then there's usually some... The willows have that, like... Yeah. goldy red kind yeah. of a look and then any of the what I love is actual it, grass that the willows turn a crazy color in the spring before the leaves come out bright it's yellow like it's like how you know that they're thinking about it no it's how you know that you need to listen to some poignant music about <laughs> spring <laughs> that's, that's how I know you but drive right by now, a willow and you're like oh look it's going to happen right now they're not doing that they're just looking but they look kind of rusty almost yeah. but they're not black yeah. like everything else like everything else is just black and white it's true and yeah, i kind of true. i love that you'll be happy to know i got my garlands up around my house but they're not they're just they're just cedar garlands i didn't go trying to make big huge bushel things but I'm not gonna post a picture till I achieve my <laughs> my red bows. I in think between. Ben. I saw that Ben posted a picture already. So Ben has achieved. But whatever. it was at night. No, it was at night. So you can't really see that I put oh, garlands. Got it. I see. Anyway, we'll, well get there. We'll get there. Well, but. I'm. We're phasing in our Christmas tree. We bought it. We left it outside for like a day and a half or two days. We didn't have time. Then we got it into the house right before Sabbath dinner. No lights on it. Nothing. Yeah. Just yeah. stuck in a corner. Then we put lights on it a okay. different day. Okay. Yesterday we did nothing at all about it. <laughs> <laughs> this is the only time I can remember that we have made decorate our Christmas tree an accidental, really long, drawn out affair yeah. that we've not gotten well, to. Well, actually, I think for the first time ever, we also got a tree, put it up, didn't do anything it wasn't until the next day. So it, it is now, as of last night, decorated. But I still have my bins blasted open all over the downstairs. Everything's shoved out of the way. Yeah, my you know, ornament bins are conveniently still in storage. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, mine are... Oh, my word. Do you know what happened? <gasps> oh, no. What? Oh, snap. I just had a big realization, everyone. You're here for it. Live. Okay. Okay. Here's my problem. <laughs> Okay, so we we decorated the tree. I have bins running amok all over. You know, you've got the lights bins yeah, and the sure. everything bins. They're all upstairs. But that's fine because I got the decorations up. And as soon as we are done right now, I'm going to go home, clean up all the bins. And soup night is tonight. So basically, I'm going to get the house cleaned up and then I have to make the soup. <laughs> but... um. Oh my gosh, this is terrible. So yesterday... Still waiting for the crisis. Yeah, no, no. I have to set it up for you. I'm opening the blueberries. Open it. Okay, go for it. Um, <laughs> our dryer was on the blink. Oh, I told you this. And okay. we got the repairman to come. And of course, it behaved like a perfect angel the whole time he was there. And it wasn't until after he left. Like, within three minutes, it wouldn't turn on. Like, he stood there and looked at it while it dried for like 20 minutes. Then he leaves, then it won't turn on. He comes back, turns out it's a thing in the electrical panel. It's not actually the dryer. It was like the fuse needed to be replaced or something. Okay. The breaker, whatever. So, uh, (laughs) 
Ben went down there this morning to look at that before he left for work. Because this was the news that was revealed to us yesterday. So he's okay. like, well, I'll look at it. So he goes down, turns all the power off, fiddles around, does some stuff. Gets it. So he thinks he's fixed it. He's coming back up from the basement. <laughs> There's this huge crash. I'm, meanwhile, on the phone with a guy who's helping me with something on my website. So I'm not, I was like, what on earth? But I'm on the phone. Then <laughs> Ben tells us that the stairs to the basement <laughs> completely detached <laughs> at the top and they fell and they are resting upon a piece of plumbing. announcements to the whole family like no one on any account may go into the basement for any reason whatsoever <laughs> the stairs are resting upon a hot water pipe <laughs> oh my word Becca. and so it just now struck me that I can't put away the 900,000 bins before soup night because Stack them in your shower yeah <laughs> because there they all Oh, can you imagine if I just did that and broke yeah, a pipe in the basement? Oh, my that word. That does sound more intense than... Yeah. No, the whole stairs wow, just fell off. And as he was sending that news to the family, they were all joining in with, like, we knew this day would come. And <laughs> they've always been a little wonky, but didn't know that they were, <laughs> were going to just have an entire staircase. <laughs> just fall down into the earth. <laughs> Well, wow. no, it's still there. Like, you could, if you weren't paying attention, you could... Because it's, like, the top detached. And oh, fell. You so need you, caution tape. Yeah. You need, oh. we need caution tape. Because if I step on that top step, I'm sure it will break the pipe. But anyway, that's so... Wow. Shoot. So, what I... My realization I just had is that I am not, in fact, going to be able to clean up my house before yeah, soup night. Be so, to. the students will just have to be involved in a lot of Christmas bins. Have Which been. is not good because the students are already going to be more stuffy than normal because now we have a big tree in the living room. And then we'll yeah. have a big pile of bins. They'll be all right. I'll find somewhere to stick it. Shower. I've solved your problem. Yeah, you might have. Uh, and then tomorrow morning that will be someone's surprise. They'll, they'll, surprise. Reach, in and, <laughs> they'll reach in and just turn the hot water on to get it warming up. <laughs> and the hot water won't be working because someone will have gone down the basement. <laughs> I know. See, what I'm curious about is how is Ben going to get down to the basement in order to fix the stairs? He'll have to get out his old um, climbing gear. Oh, well, I know. <laughs> I was like, I'm picturing like a sort of Tarzan boy from the top. Yeah. <laughs> Lex was texting the family chat to be like, we're all going to come gather to watch his leap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be good. I'm going to stand happens. in the pantry and watch him spider crawl down the stairs. Yeah. So in spite of the fact that this is one of my more distracted Christmas seasons that I've ever had. I would say the most, don't you, Bat? I don't know. Well, yeah. No, this close to Christmas it yeah. is. The twins were due pretty much the same time as this baby. It's just that they were born at the end of November. Oh, yeah. That's true, so, actually. Uh, and then I had newborn twins that mm -hmm. Christmas. And that was the Christmas no, that where I put a bunch of their presents in a garbage bag and <laughs> hid them behind our bed after they opened them. <laughs> and I didn't get them out until, like, 
oh, I don't know, a month and a half later. That's amazing. I love that. They didn't need them at the time. They didn't yeah. even notice. You know, they were well, if they're three a month and old. No, no, the Lena and Daphne. Oh, Lena and Daphne. They were three oh. and one, mm. and it was a bunch of um, plastic. It was a bunch of mini parts that would go to. A play oh, yeah. kitchen, like right. a coffee pot. I'm just pot. helping myself to your blueberries. That's why I put them in the middle. Okay. Um, you know, there were a bunch of like mini, like plastic toast that would go in a toaster oh, and sure. cups uh-huh. and all this stuff. Uh-huh. And like a million for whatever reason, or something. that just, that just was a bridge over which I could <laughs> not go until later. But the newborn twins really yeah. escalated the feelings of. Sure. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe that was more crazy, but it was, but it was less. It was still less people, and it was still more one kind of work rather than like mm-hmm. the full spread that mm-hmm. we have going now. But anyways, what I was gonna say is, in spite of the fact that this is yeah my distracted. more distracted Advent Christmas season, yeah, it has been a season in which we've been talking about it much more. Like there's been a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, more I did a webinar that involved talking about culture building so we actually talked more about the you know what we're doing with advent why we do this Mm -hmm. and then last night I was on a panel for we've been doing a ladies book forum panel so uh this was on God rest ye Mary on the whole Mm -hmm. that book and then it was a discussion so I feel like in spite of the fact that I have taken 12 days to try to get my own tree decorated Mm -hmm. i'm spending a lot more time talking about the importance of christmas and celebration and all of this but something that comes up a lot that i have just been thinking about and i was thinking about it when i was listening to the book which i recommend heartily to everyone to listen to or read god resting mary it was great about just great but what has come up a lot with women that i here over and over. Okay. It's sort of this like this yearning for Christmas to be incredibly calm oh. and reflective and mm. not not um ruffling our feathers in any way. Like we mm. want Christmas to be Basically, executed in a chill. They want to put together a birth plan for Christmas. Yeah, that's it. And it's it's totally a we want to take just the silent night, holy night, and be okay. like, and that's it. We want clarity, calm, yeah, nothing busy or or crazy mm. interrupting us or whatever. Uh. And one of the things that I was just thinking about is how much more that's actually like a that I'm not. I, it's just actually more of a Buddhist ideal than it is a Christian one that. And I was thinking about the first Christmas, like that people hated it because of the incredible disruption. The incarnation was the biggest disruption that's ever happened in the business as usual approach (laughs) in the world. And yet a bunch of us have a instinctive heart's desire to celebrate it. But here's by not being disrupted. Yeah. Of course there are those moments. There are moments of well, not <laughs> there could be moments mm-hmm. of serene contemplation. No, I actually beauty. do a lot of work in the in the season for there to be those moments. Yes. Like that's a very sweet thing. But imagine some like beautiful, delicate flower 
that is just, you know, like a lily of the valley or a, you know, a little yeah. snowdrop or something that's just beautiful and speaks of yearning. Yeah, but then you're like, you know what? There's a lot of manure. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of work and dirt and mud and mm-hmm. it has to go through the winter and then you can you can have that beautiful sort of fleeting mo- <laughs> moment speaking of fleeting I my, think, I think my phone, phone just shot under the seat it. <laughs> okay yes i don't can. i hate well okay you I got, got it, it. Out. i, I was like it. who knows what else you might retrieve from that little space but anyway so you can have those moments but you can't have it perpetually or else what you have is a tacky fake flower like in order for it to be an authentic moment of yeah that sort of exquisite beauty i'm not just can't freeze there i feel like i've always i always fall into this particular ditch is because i was so when i first started blogging or whatever i was so concerned that it not be telling an untruth about how orderly life is okay and i think i Definitely was in the other ditch. other ditch of people thinking that I love nothing more than a chaos, a blast yeah. of glue yeah. and sprinkles and <laughs> tape, <laughs> and uh, it's not actually my heart's yearning. Yeah, no. It's not for chaos. It's not like, uh, but I do think that a good, like an appropriate, wonderful celebration of the incarnation. Is it is appropriate that it not be easy and then it not yeah. be just like, oh, well, we simply do. And I've put a lot of thought and effort into making things that are delightful and fun be something that we can do without killing ourselves. So it's not like I have yeah. any opposition to yeah. trying to keep things simple or streamlining sure. things or, you know, none yeah. of that. But it's just funny because... The idea that we could celebrate what was a radical upheaval of all of yeah. civilization and history and everything. And the principalities and powers. And the principalities and powers. And Herod's out slaughtering infants and poor Mary fleeing to Egypt. The yeah. Like, think of how disruptive it was to the shepherds. <laughs> like, what happened to their sheep while Not they had to... Not to mention the wise men who had to make their way across for the forever. entire forever. I mean, east. like, yeah, they had a big job. And the, the shepherds, though, are like, just get at a last come-as-you-are announcement. <laughs> and surely the shepherds were there because the sheep needed them. Not sure. because they just hang out there... <laughs> Not just because that's where they would be for fun. So the fact that the shepherds are all like, gotta go. I mean, the the angels have called us. You know, like, it was hugely disruptive. And it's just, I was just thinking how healthy it is to actually think that some of the disruptiveness and some of the craziness and some of the things that can be so flustery about Christmas is actually a really good, healthy representation of how disruptive the incarnation actually is. Yeah, although, although, let us hedge our bets here, because there is a very worldly kind of chaos around the holidays that and is That's the just, kind I love. Yeah, the worldly <laughs> stuff. That's Rachel. Anything worldly is what I'm endorsing. No, what, right I'm, what I'm picturing is stress, anger, messes, tunes. Totally. And that's not... You know, that's not it. That's no, really not but it. The, but the thing of the, like... I have so much to do and this is so much going on and there's wrapping paper and everywhere tired. and I'm tired and 
this sick of it. seems silly and why who cares about this anyways those the um i'm talking about the ordinary like i'm trying to do something to bless others around me and and actually live out in smells and decorations and memories and all of these things what the incarnation actually means to to our faith and to us right. and to the world and if you're actually doing that the problem is that we're all mortal we're physical yeah. like and we are ourselves not really capable of adequately celebrating this which right. means that we're going to be up against our own our own limitations a right. lot like the more you try to lean into that right the more you will notice yeah your own limitations yeah <laughs> and that that's not bad like right to to notice the fact that you're like oh my word well you know? actually okay so this this ties into something i was just talking um i was just on a podcast a few minutes ago um just as a guest called muse and hearth Um, But we were talking about feminism and so forth. And part of the conversation was, like, how do you convince people of the value of, you know, a woman's work or whatever? And I was thinking, you know, it really is a case of show, don't tell. Mm -hmm. And that you can squabble your head off on the Internet about whether or not feminism is a good idea. Yeah. Or whether complementarianism is in fact correct or whether... Uh, but there's literally no human in the world. There's value in the patriarchy or whatever there's it is. There's nobody in the world who actually wants a world without patriarchs and without the matriarchs that go with them. Yeah, but the, but the truth is, our gift, like a woman's real superpower, is in the show Don't Tell. Mm-hmm. And this is this season is a moment where you can major opportunities shine. Like yeah. you can step up and you can absolutely proclaim uh-huh. the truth of the incarnation, and and even just the truth of how God made the world with families and mothers and fathers and and them being correctly oriented to God and to each other mm-hmm. and all of that. What better showcase right. than? these holidays. I mean, it is just totally such a gold mine of opportunity. Something, something that came up in the questions. I'm just going to loosely repeat today because I um, assume, I don't know who asked the question. I just, they were, they're just, people can text in questions for the panel. So, but I would assume among our listeners, based on the kind of messages that we get, that this is a question that would be shared by more people than okay. and it was just basically about what if you're in a family where all of the celebrations are just godless like it's Christless sure. yeah it's kind of like and it, of course the temptations that go along with that like that Christians don't then are don't want to be there and then are grumpy about it and then are sure. feeling put upon okay that they're having to go okay having to go to Christmas celebrations that are Christless. And something that I was singing, and for many of you, like, hopefully, hopefully you're not only celebrating with unbelievers. Like, hopefully Mm -hmm. you're Mm -hmm. in your, you are celebrating as believers. Right. And then you're seeing your family at Christmas time. You know, that this is not, this is not like all we do is Uh, be with unbelievers but something that just struck me about it that I think is good to meditate on is that if you are at the gathering then it is not Christless like if your family who knows the Lord is attending 
then Mm -hmm. you should not be able to say nothing here is glorifying God. (laughs) Like, and you could say that if you are in a big stink spirit about going or if you're resentful or if you're there because, and you're really put upon, you know, like Mm -hmm. any, whatever, whatever that kind of thing is. But it seems to me like it would behoove us all to reflect on the fact <laughs> that where you are, like yeah. it's the St. Patrick's breastplate yeah. thing, like uh, Christ before me, Christ behind me, Christ, you know, like yeah. that you actually are a representative of Christ. Christ right. is in you and with you. And you cannot consequently, you can go to your unbelieving parents' house where people have bad language and Christ is present, right? Like yeah. if there is a way that you are uh, not doing something that in no way, you know, like we can't say, Oh, it's completely godless. Yeah. We say, well, I mean, I know what you mean, but I'm just saying it's a good thing to reflect on (laughs) if you're gearing up for seeing family that when it's just feels heavy because you're probably thinking you would like, uh, you know, because it, as often happens, people are thinking the ideal, like I would like the ideal. I would like this to be, I would like to be going to my parents' house where my mom has been a good example to me in my life, but she hasn't been. And you know, Mm -hmm. whatever tangles. I just think that that's a, it's worth reflecting on. And there is no Christmas party. There is no situation so bad that your bad attitude can't make it just that little bit worse. It can make it infinitely worse <laughs> if people who don't know the Lord are behaving badly. What else could you expect of them? But yeah. when people who do know the Lord are behaving badly, that's just worse. Yeah. yeah. And another thing, so back to the Buddhist thing, kind of, is that I think, I I know that I'm probably really, I mean, it's probably really shorthand about what's actually happening culturally wherever. But I think there's just a huge influence that like Instagram has had on what people think is uh, beautiful, right? Like, so you're like, oh, this, and I think that that's a huge part of the kind of the simplicity, the, the, I mean, we've talked about it before, the lack of color, the sort of everything is, is neutrals in the rose gold and Mm -hmm. beige well, Colors. it's kind of, you know, those, you know, those tanks that people can get in and it's dark and you float in the water. That's like kind of warm, you know, that's a thing. Are you kind of, I not? think I'm not up to date on the tanks of warm water, but I, I'm <laughs> no, with you. It's like some a, kind of, some kind of sensory time. deprivation uh, thing, okay. you know, where yeah, you like sure. get in and you just kind of like float in a dark yeah. chamber. I could, of, I could go for one or, of those. <laughs> yeah. There are moments when that is very appealing, but I do think that that is uh, like, sort of metaphorically what people want their life to be like yeah. is a lot of sensory deprivation. Like yeah. I will uh-huh. only allow mm-hmm. in those sensory moments that I would like to allow right now. Yeah. I'm I not am gonna going to make but, them stand in but line. Because of this, orderly sometimes queue. we behave like real turkeys to people about things. And the reason I brought up the aesthetic is because Christian women, and I know it's, I know Christian women are into this. I don't think they're the only ones, but I'm just saying, I know that this is common among our people. Okay. Right here. 
they get into it. I'm a keeper of the home. I'm making it beautiful. I'm mm-hmm. keeping it mm-hmm. peaceful and simple, and it's a haven of refuge. And then my mother-in-law gave my child a honking barn <laughs> that has <laughs> big plastic pieces. <laughs> and things uh-huh, that don't uh-huh, at all fit uh-huh. with my neutral yeah. palace that I have <laughs> made. And then instead of actually having the spiritual ballast to not get knocked over by that kind of thing, <laughs> they it's like it, it tubes it all for them. They yeah. just like there can yeah. be no joy with this what is it? Little people little people car wash slide set in our house or whatever used to have this set of things that really (laughs) really it was hard it was very difficult and they (laughs) the kids loved them so much they were those (laughs) they were like those huge plastic pieces that you build like wagons or carts with. oh yeah yeah with the wheels they had the big plastic and they were like bright red and yellow and they and massive i think i might have bought those at a yard sale with mom yeah maybe i might have been the aunt that blessed you with that and then we had them and the kids would just build these things and then push each other all over the house and they were so Mm -hmm. loud and chaotic and (laughs) we had them for a long time until finally ben and i kind of both looked at each other like I, I, I think it's, I think it's all right if we move these on. I still think our children have not forgiven us. <laughs> now you know what to get them for Christmas. Yeah. Anyone, who's, anyone who's moved That's out, what it was. anyone who's moved That's out, right. you should get it for them. What's it called? Maximex or something like that. You might have to. Oh my word! Yeah, that was a real. Oh. And it... and we kind of were like. I, I feel like it's been long enough. And yeah, no, that was it. We we misstepped as parents. I always thought that throwing away the dress ups. I always felt like I was warranted in throwing away the dress ups because they were always everywhere. But then you're like, the reason they're everywhere is because people are always (laughs) wanting to play with these. So there's no excuse to for this. I did throw away Tinker Toys. Oh. Tinker Toys I found to be a grief I could not bear and it was and it was because I like Tinker Toys. I like them too, but I would like people to want to play with Tinker Toys with Tinker Toys, but they never did. They would make like a Tinker Toy phone and put it in a bag and put it somewhere. They oh, set sure, they yeah. ended up always being yeah. blown to bits across yeah. the house. Never yeah. like um never like I'm going to construct a thing of Tinker Toys yeah, and yeah. then we'll pick up the Tinker Toys. It no, was like no. Tinker Toys to every nation was what <laughs> happened at our house. So I just was like, we're going to, we're going to not do that yeah. anymore. But anyway, sorry, I derailed us. Because I think what I was trying I'm to say is. an example of my own fail, failings in this Yes, regard. but it's a weird, it is a weird, uh, like small hearted response yeah. to things that is, it's just it's funny if you can think about it. If someone can bring a big plastic object into your house and chase your joy out the other door with it. Especially, <laughs> most especially, when it's bringing <laughs> such joy and delight right? to someone and else. Right, and especially when it's it's a gift, it's yeah. generous, it's yeah. whatever. And, and I think that that's just, it's common when people are like, we have asked our in-laws to stop giving toys choose gifts off of our registry give us only the things that i have approved and the the reality is 
you, this is like a two-sided endeavor because you actually need to have the confidence that you can get rid of something when yeah. you want to get rid of it. Yeah. Like, I don't feel like you should be morally obligated to something forever. Yeah. Becca was morally obligated a little longer than she... Then apparently she... <laughs> About the Maximax? Yeah. No, I think we sinned against our children in that one. <laughs> Well, that's what I said. You might, have been, you might have been morally obligated a little longer than you. Oh, than you. It was like it, it required a massive Rubbermaid bin for them to fit in. <laughs> and we're, we're, like one of those under the bed size ones. Like because they were such long pieces. <laughs> oh, my word. And then when they would take them apart you would just have like your entire downstairs littered with these <laughs> huge plastic things oh yes. my land well all of this is to say what i was what i was struggling to get to <laughs> anyways is that this is actually like something that it's time to prepare yourself for it's time to actually yeah. be wanting to like enjoy and thank people for their generosity and their kindness and and not get your little heart in a twist yeah about things like and and also back to the sort of wanting the serene beautiful moments i there's nothing wrong with that as long as you're willing to put in the work it takes to achieve them and not resent the work that it takes to achieve them because it's right. like if you are into gardening, you have to be able to embrace the entire process. More, there's a lot more parts of it. Right. You yeah. have to actually enjoy well, going out there in the mud. Think about having and, a baby and think about yeah. the fact that, like, there are incredibly sweet, precious moments. And they, they, they fully, they come to you hand in hand with all the dirty diapers and the yeah. spit up. and the Yeah. And the thing is, there is no plastic lily of the valley that is going to compete with an actual one. Right. But the actual one takes a lot of work to get to the payoff, <laughs> which doesn't last for very long. And if you want it, like, perpetually on your shelf, you're going to have to settle for a fake. So one of the things about about this is that peace and that calm and joy are are actually things. You know, it's that famous quote about joy is not the absence of sorrow, but the presence of the Lord. It's it's They're not... It's not a Buddhist kind of peace right. or calm or joy. It's being right with God and knowing what forgiveness is and being forgiven and confessing your sins. It's not that kind of peace and calm can be had, you know, Stonewall Jackson riffing on King David saying, my faith in God teaches me to feel as safe on a battlefield as in bed. Yes. And it's, you just need a domestic version of that. Yeah. That is like my faith in God teaches me to feel as at peace in a yeah. whirlwind of domestic right. blitz and as it does in a quiet moment where you yes. did have a candle lit and the sun is shining nicely. Because it also is possible to have that, that beautiful, exquisite moment pass you by because you're in a little fritzy too oh, yeah because and so you just it, probably is, two out of three of those <laughs> we miss anyways. But I mean, just because if you can work hard and have a lot of all of the attendant chaos that comes with it, but your spirit is at peace, then you're actually going to be far more prepared to capture those moments and be grateful well, for those moments and yes. enjoy them. And to take it like one of those, like, oh, like 
we have, um, since we're far north, we have short days in the winter. So the sun goes down early. The sun comes up late. Yep. We have dark times. Basically Harlan. Yeah. <laughs> You'll never leave it alive. <laughs> When the sun comes so, up about 10, 10 in the morning and the sun goes down about three in the day. Yeah, we're not quite as bad as Harlan. But and you fill your cup with whatever bitter brew you're drinking. And you spend your, your life, life digging, digging coal, coal from, the, from bottom the bottom of your grave. grave. <laughs> it's not, that's not really what we are. We don't live no. in a valley. No. We just live up north. But what happens, however, is that I have a real practice of when the sun comes out. And I mean, like, like today, it's not sunny, but there could well be a time where there's a break sure. in the clouds and the sun is out. Yeah. And it is like, go get your face in it now. Like, mm. like when there's a beautiful sunset, stop and yeah. look at it and get like a, and this is the way you kind of have to behave oh, yeah. in periods, in holiday seasons where there's not a lot of downtime. Well, when, for us, it's like, even when the, it's so gorgeous at night when the snow is falling and the street light is there and there's yeah. a church right across the way mm-hmm. and it's just perfect. It's like, just go stand and watch it. Just have a moment. Just watch just it have for a, moment. a bit. And, and have the heart that's always ready to receive those things that were not your plan. It was not your own planning that made that happen, right. that there's a beautiful scenery right. out there. But if you're having a big grouch at your husband and a big snort at your children, then that snow can be falling as beautifully as it wants to, and you will miss not it. Not care. You will You'll not probably be edified. Resent it. You will not be edified because you're actually trying to think of worse words to say about the <laughs> gifts that you received in the mail. <laughs> I think we had a we had a one that was a. I think it, we had an amazing. We brought this on ourselves. This was okay. a principled decision. Okay. When I was having the twins, mm-hmm. because Lena was three, barely three, and Daphne mm-hmm. was one, and yeah. I was about to have the dual newborns. We bought the world's most unattractive, <laughs> big plastic, like Tuscan villa of a kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> it had, I remember that. It had like four pillars with the with the. Um, mm-hmm. It was like a whole room, the plastic mm-hmm. kitchen room. And mm-hmm. I think that was probably one of the kindest things that we ever did for our children. Oh, we yeah. had it in our oh, living yeah. room for yeah. a long time because yeah. because having it in the living room meant that I could be like nursing the twins and keeping an eye on the yeah. turkeys who were yeah. going to go wrong if I wasn't <laughs> keeping an eye on them. And uh, but that it was that it was the Tuscan Villa more accessories for that that got put in the garbage bag. <laughs> Uh, but it was, I think it was like the best thing, you know, like it was such a fun thing for them that we Mm -hmm. did that. And I, you know, eventually we, the time has come to not have the Tuscan villa. Yeah. We're like someone, let's bless someone else with this. Someone else needs it. Play kitchen. Yeah. Uh, But all of this, I guess all I'm trying to say is there, you can have as much peace and joy sitting in the middle of that kind of chaos mm-hmm. when when the the origin of your piece is internal not external yes, exactly. and if you're looking to shape your externals to give you an internal piece it does not work or it is no. so fleeting it's just like trying yep. to grasp after a mist or something yep. actually that same christmas when we had the 
that same time in my life mm-hmm. that can that can give me real physical sensations. Yes, when when you think about, I it. Think about it. Yeah, well, that was the same uh, Christmas that we had a lot of people come to meet the a lot of family came to meet yeah. the twins and we were in a really little house mm-hmm. and we had a breakfast nook off of the kitchen yeah. <laughs> there's there's one picture we have somewhere that just brings the memoirs flooding I back remember to me it. do you remember I this remember it. that it was a house with big picture windows in the front of it mm-hmm. and there's the living room on the left and on the right was this breakfast nook into the kitchen and a gift that we received that Christmas was a 10 by 10, I think. Probably not that big. 8 by 8. I don't know. Uh, inflatable bouncy castle. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we had all these people visiting. Like we had a bunch of cousins and all, like mm-hmm. a lot of people. And they drug the table out of the breakfast nook Mm -hmm. to put it somewhere else Mm -hmm. and fired up the bouncy castle (laughs) in that window and there is this picture which I think I took from outside in the dark stillness so you talk about the time I've mentioned on the podcast before the time I really wanted to smoke, smoke. and it was then. This was it. This it was is that this very was it. Night. It was this. This is a photo of the time that I really needed to smoke. Uh, well, there were more times that I needed to smoke, but it was in that that season. And I had walked out. It was beautiful and snowy, and it was totally like what you're talking about—the idyllic, the snow yeah. falling, yeah. the still night, the silence. The beautiful street light, the silence, and then you turn around and our house <laughs> looks like villa in the front, bouncy castle in the back. And it looked it looked like it was so throbbing with too much activity. Like like the lights are like you can see Christmas lights and lights in this bouncy castle and you can see a bunch of kids' hair standing straight up like the the static, static. blast. <laughs> In the bouncy castle. <laughs> While people are like all crowded around the living room having a discussion. I don't know what I was doing out front. Out alone in the solitude. Not smoking, but I think I was still. thinking about why being a smoker has so many good points. <laughs> but the thing is, is it, it was a very different kind of beauty. Not at all chill and not at all uh, what you would think of as an no, idyllic place no. to rest your weary head on a winter's <laughs> eve. Well, <laughs> it had none of that going no, for it. No. But but I can say in retrospect, like I have a ton of affection for this time because that was so fruitful. Yeah. Like that might have been chaos on wheels which it absolutely was right. there was there right. is no way to look at what went down no. in that christmas season and think well we've done a good job <laughs> of keeping things calm Pristine. and reasonable you Pristine. know like maybe now i've painted enough of a picture for you all to understand why i got out a black garbage bag <laughs> <laughs> Put all of the, <laughs> Who needs a play toaster anyways? Right. Put it in the garbage bag. And uh, anyways, all of this is to say that I would never go back and undo that. That was no. a time of so much love and laughter and chaos and completely frizzled 
people with staticky hair. They were probably having the time of their short lives. Yeah, but but not just that. It's just that that was that maintaining a joyful demeanor in that. What is was and is so fruitful in the sense that it shaped people who receive gifts and have enjoy like. And if your priority is joy. The other things will be added along with it. I oh, feel isn't like. that? It's, but well, it's very seeky. First, the kingdom yes, of God. Yes. You know, because if you snatch at all the other things, joy can't. There's like no oxygen. No, it won't thrive. But joy is the oxygen in which the other things can. It's so true. Thrive. And I don't think like I didn't know at the time. Like I, but looking at my kids who were the kids at that moment, you know how much how much the chaos and the laughter and the joy shaped them into people who are like I like I would go back and do that I would not go back and say let's keep this more reasonable I would go back and say thank you Lord this was more of a gift than I imagined it was like this was a this was a crazy period in our lives but it was also it was also more constructive, more fruitful, more beautiful right. than I ever imagined. Right. And I will say, like, the perfect moment cannot create joy. Yeah. But neither can the chaos create joy. It's like if you're... No. If you're out of fellowship <clears throat> and you're throwing a bouncy house up, it's still going to not it's be It's going to be the worst bouncy house it's match. of all the bouncy houses. <laughs> <laughs> it will. It will almost certainly be that. Yeah. But... Being willing to set aside your own desires mm-hmm. in a moment to like give way to others and mm-hmm. deciding to choose to be joyful in that, mm-hmm. that right there is the blessing. And being able to set aside your own selfish whatevers to appreciate the beautiful, quiet, yeah. poignant moments is yeah. also important. Totally. And I like both of them. And I think mm-hmm. the o- older we get, or the more experienced we get, or I'm not sure, older the kids get, whatever. The more our chaos is, is how, the more it's punctuated with moments of not quiet. being... Well, quiet's not the way that I would say it, but it's just that there's more effective... Like, it's more... We could say we're having Thanksgiving. We can pull yeah. off beautifully yeah. laid tables, and all of my kids are helping in doing that. It's not right. like a... Um, right. It's not like... It, it everyone is involved in the moments that we mm-hmm. enjoy that are actually thought out and calm and everyone enjoys the living room being clean and a fire and yes. sitting around and visiting. Yes. So that's very different than yeah. we don't we don't need to have the Yeah. The same kind of chaos we used to have. The roar in the background. Yeah. That used to be just a constant, you yeah. know? And now yeah. it's and now it's more punctuated. But and the chaos is more adult sized chaos. It's yeah. more the blitz of all the gifts or the yeah. you know, whatever. Yeah. People baking or yeah. whatever's happening. But all of this is to say just to not be deceived into thinking that things feeling crazy in some way means you can't be at peace or it's not yep. a fitting celebration yep. of the incarnation because here's the thing that's funny when kids if kids truly understand the incarnation if they are experiencing a incarnational joy their response is actually not to sit down and fold their hands and do an Alice Wendelkin kind of a look <laughs> with 
Vaseline on their eyelids to look holy. You know? <laughs> Which it turned out after some time that we've listened to that book that some of my kids thought it was gasoline on her eyelids. Oh, no. And they were always just like, wow, what was Alice up to? <laughs> Vaseline, where Vaseline. she would she would put Vaseline on her eyelids so she this would look holy from, from the, the best Christmas, Christmas pageant Christmas, ever, yeah. and uh, which is if magnificent. If you haven't read, we listen to the audio book every year. Get I think it's one on of the. It. I think it's one of those. It's actually really spiritually poignant and <laughs> and wonderful. It's and there's characters that yeah. forever stay with you, like Alice Wendelkin. But <laughs> the uh, and I think it's. At the very beginning, sometime they always sing away in a manger, and it said, and her dad said that it always ends up sounding like a closet full of mice. <laughs> uh, that line always kills me. <laughs> they dwindle oh, off good. into a closet of mice. But anyways, the, the point that I was trying to get at is that kids don't receive like a good a good rendering of the joy of the incarnation does not hit your children like a somber spiritual thought sanctimonious no they are going to whoop and want to slide in their socks like that's (laughs) that's the way like and that's a it's a way in which children are ahead of us yeah you know like yeah but they under like where they experience something like that they know they're physical creatures they're celebrating physically a physical yeah. gift yeah and that idea that it would be more appropriate if my children were all looking a little hungry and yeah. a little wayfish hands folded and a little poignant and a little far away a little heavy with the weight of their sin <laughs> and they're a little like the, yeah. a little weighed down yeah. And that we could we could talk about the seriousness of what happened, you know, when Jesus was born, and that maybe someone would need to brush a tear away. Yeah. And, and we just have yeah. that time. And either that, or we're going to answer the catechism questions. Darn it! You're going to get it right. You're going to do it. Yeah. And but I think that when you have that expectation that like spiritual things ought to be expressed in a way that's not actually childlike or not actually Mm -hmm. joyful not actually that it just creates something that's an it's not a harmonious expression of what actually happened but but kids whooping and sliding in their socks Mm -hmm. oftentimes does not harmonize well with the tune mom is trying to sing (laughs) you know no and that and it's just a good check of like am i trying to express what's actually and it's like true that they shouldn't always be sliding in their socks. You've got to be able to have children who know how to, you know, sit still when required. But at the same time, that should not be the tone of their life. Right. One of the things that we do for, or have done in the past, for, or have done sometimes for Advent, is huge peppermint decals that, that stick on the floor. Oh. It's like lava tag on peppermint. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty fun. Last year, we found out that Lena and Titus are no more fun to play with. <laughs> They're too fast and too long Too fast and can leap too yeah. far. Yeah, they were too... Mm. They dominated the hallway of peppermint tag. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
but my point is not that everything should be physical chaos, yeah. but that recognizing that the joy of children, the joy of expressing what we actually believe that Jesus came to this earth, to these things to transform all of this world into his kingdom and he, and he's reigning. It's not a sour time. No. It's good news. No. It's full festival news. It's not it's not like everybody be still by the candlelight and think <laughs> about the yeah. fact that we have a glorious reigning king right. who saved us. And yeah. just think about it but keep your voice low, please. Right. Like don't right. consider Well, it's sort of like well, this is maybe too far flung of a thought, but I used to. For what was, do we podcast if not our far flung, <laughs> far flung thoughts? I um, used to, when I was teaching, when we would be talking about how music should accurately express the content of the lyrics. And sometimes they, well, we were specifically, I remember once talking about Christian death metal. Where it's like the it's like the death metal sound of like screaming hellish chaos and noise and and just awful din. And and it's like if you slapped the words it is well with my soul into that, it does not it does not you're having a car crash with your artistic expression. There the form and content do not match. And I think sometimes if you think about the content of this holiday the content of this celebration and then you think about that those are the lyrics how how is your music does it actually match mm-hmm. is your is your expression of this celebration in harmony with the actual message of the season or is it weirdly at war with the message or, of the season and this is an important thing have you actually thought of what the message of the season implies <laughs> Right. Because a lot of people have not. So, like, like if you have only thought of the incarnation as a nativity set and a hard time when a woman gave birth to a child. And, or like, it's a story. It's a mm-hmm. serious thing that we talk about. Uh-huh. It's not actual history. It's not actual, this is how we were saved from it's our actually, sin. It's good news. Yes. and it, And it's actually radically revolutionary crazy yes to all people that (laughs) and it's not a little it's not a time of like um it's not a time for just sitting around thinking somber like like we actually believe it really happened this is what's actually shaping everything about our lives all the time right so there's I think that there's a real way in which we can be like well how do you keep Jesus the focus of this and the reality is Jesus ought to be the focus of your whole life. And yeah. this is how we, this is like a ramped up moment of celebrating that. The crescendo. You know, this is like yeah. the, the whole year, which but, yes, you should have, Christ should be the focus of the whole year, but here's this fantastic grand finale to the year. And it's not, it's not whispered in a secret place. Like no. the angels, when it first happened, this, the heavens... The angels came down, <laughs> boomed it singing, out of the sky, racked the shepherds <laughs> out of minding their own business. Like, I mean, it's not something that is a uh, happened in secret. It's not something that didn't yeah. impact everything. It's it like changed the world. Yes, and and just that is something that's worth keeping your eyes on. I mean, it's worth 
working to celebrate. Yeah. Also, what you were saying about Christian death metal reminds me of at Winco, by the checkout, they sell some sparkling water, which sometimes you really want a cold sparkling water. But this particular brand (laughs) does not look like, it does not form in content or not matching. (laughs) Okay. It looks like a... Some kind of a monster thrasher energy drink. Oh. And it's called Liquid Death. It's like a <laughs> it's like this big tall can that's like golden black and like has yeah. a skull on it and it, yeah. and it is like mango flavored sparkling water. <laughs> well remember that um amazing video of the woman exposing how monster drinks are actually satanic and she mm, is going through all the symbolism of the can and everything. And 666 and this yeah. and that. And, you know, I'm sure Monster the Drink is not... not they, trying they're to, trying to be edgy, sure. Yeah. But anyway, she's really working through all the nuances of the situation. And her her punchline at the end is like, Bottoms up and the devil laughs. <laughs>, <laughs> well, I've so, bought myself so, a can of liquid death on more than one occasion. Yeah. Because and you're like, did you feel like bottoms up? Yeah. And the devil laughs. No, but I've I've always laughed with the cashier about it. Like I was like, can you even believe this marketing for sparkling water? Yeah, like, it seems wrong. Like something seems we've wrong. lost track of what's needed in the world. Anyway, we should probably sign ourselves right off of this. Oh yeah, I have a tip. Okay, tip. I have a tip that I was tip reminded away. of recently. Okay, uh, if you're looking for cute and inexpensive gift wrap, well, wrap is which the wrong we always word. are bows or ribbons. Uh, there's. I don't know if they have it at Walmart, but like at Joann's or Michael's, there are some cheap um, chenille yarn that I would never okay. in a million years want to use to knit with or okay. do something. But sure. it's a, quite a lot of it for not very expensive. And it looks like, when it's just a string of it, it looks like a velvety, it's like a plush oh. velvety okay. yarn. Nice. And I'm just saying, nice. you can actually use that as mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. ties on mm-hmm. your gifts for... They're just cute for a yeah. lot more mileage of it than buying yeah. little spools of things. Yeah. yeah, another thing I've done before is if you have, like, cotton fabric, you can just tear, tear it. it in mm-hmm. strips. And that's pretty dang cheap if you have, yeah. like, a couple yards of some cute little print or something. Mm-hmm. You can just tear it, and it'll tear straight with the grain, and you don't have to worry. I mean, the edges mm-hmm. are that kind of fun little frayed and... It, that's yeah. cute on a package too. Yeah, there's our tips. Big Two tips. tips. Big tips. All right, there Live we have un- it. Incarnationally, get staticky hair. Yeah. Don't start smoking even when you want to. <laughs> that's it. That's all Sounds the tips. Sounds good. Sounds good. <laughs> Until next time. All right. Bye-bye. Bye bye.